Thank you for joining us today for Wandering in the Word, where we read and discuss the upcoming week's lectionary texts at First Lutheran Church in Minot, North Dakota. Hey, everybody. Here we are again for another Wandering in the Word. And Yay. Uh, still Easter season. This is for the fourth Sunday in Easter, which is May 8th, which is also Mother's Day. Yeah. And a chance to read from the Gospel of John. Yeah. Good. Uh, Jesus, the Good Shepherd Sunday. Yes. Oh, so can anyone guess what psalm is on the lectionary? <laughs> uh, mm. Good Shepherd Sunday. We're not going to talk about that today because I think we visited that psalm I don't know, five, six times. We read Psalm 23 so. quite often. Still good. We'll, we'll just yeah. put our focus elsewhere today. Yeah. All good. That sounds like a great idea. Well, why don't we jump in with our gospel reading? Melissa, would you like yes, to read? Sure. John 10, verses 22 to 30. At that time, the festival of the dedication took place in Jerusalem. It was winter, and Jesus was walking in the temple in the portico of Solomon. So the Jews gathered around him and said to him, How long will you keep us in suspense? If you are the Messiah, tell us plainly. Jesus answered, I have told you, and you do not believe. The works that I do in my Father's name testify to me, but you do not believe because you do not belong to my sheep. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they know me. I give them eternal life, and they will never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hand. What my Father has given me is greater than all else, and no one can snatch it out of the Father's hand. The Father and I are one. The gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise to you, you Christ. Christ. All right. Well, oh, there we are. Yeah. So some of the Jewish leaders came and gathered around Jesus and said, tell us plainly, are you the Messiah? And Jesus said, I'm not going to tell you plainly. <laughs> Nothing is ever put plainly in John's gospel, no. especially. So he says, it don't get your hopes them, up. Yeah, I've, I have. No, you I've haven't. You, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to, I have not read all of the 10 chapters of John to, prove this but i feel like the answer is no right he said like well i am the door or i'm the gate or i am yeah. the good shepherd or you know um you say that i am i guess that's probably later in the gospel but um yeah not not the clear answer that they might have been looking for no um and i had pointed out earlier i love this question how long will you keep us in suspense and that suspense is not something maybe that we often characterize with like Jesus' earthly ministry. Like, I don't know, yeah. but it, a life of faith does include some suspense. I would argue there's, I don't know, unknown, unknown challenges and adventures. There's never quite having all your questions answered. And so, yeah, suspense is part of the picture. Yeah, I kind of like that, you know, because if you're the Messiah, tell us plainly. And that is kind of part of what the life of faith is, is like, who is Jesus? What does that mean mean for me? What does that mean for me in my life? I wish it was plain and easy and obvious um, and black and white, but it rarely is. Um, it is kind of a life of, of following Jesus is a is kind of suspenseful, waiting, yeah. exploring, asking, and, um, you know, uh, growing into the image of Christ. Mm -hmm. Um, going yeah. into good sheep <laughs> going into the good sheep that, that there is i mean the good sheep of the good shepherd yeah that learning to follow the good shepherd mm -hmm. um you know we don't always <laughs> it can be suspenseful <laughs> at time um learning the voice of the shepherd mm -hmm. um because sometimes it's hard to pick it out of a crowd with all the other yeah. voices yelling right 
So true. Um, yeah, I like the line uh, in 28. Um, I give them eternal life and they will never perish. And I think that idea of eternal life is, I, I think we mischaracterize what that means in scripture. Often to, we just kind of transfer that eternal life is when I'm dead. Mm. <laughs> and he, some, for something to be eternal means it like starts now, maybe even in the past, mm. but definitely now into the future. And so that I give them eternal life is something that starts like yesterday, right? <laughs> For us. And so this life, and Jesus says it in other places in John, I've come that they may have life and have it abundantly. Mm-hmm. I am, Jesus says, I am the way and the truth and the life. Um, it is not just a future thing that Jesus gives us. It is a past, present, and future thing that mm-hmm. Jesus gives us. Do they call that um, pie in the sky in the sweet by and by? <laughs> just endure this life because something yes. good is coming. Yeah. Yep. Like it's, it's more than that. Matter yeah. home. And right. you know, for folks, <laughs> for folks who are oppressed and folks who are, you know, living, um, you know, I think like slavery or things like oh, that, absolutely. where life does is terrible right now. And you need some hope in that sweet by and by, mm-hmm. you know, that, that something better is coming. That makes sense like liberation theology of sorts um but we just can't use that to exempt ourselves from the hard work of discipleship and and the listening (laughs) to be the good sheep and following jesus yeah there is there's there's work to do and a life to live now life to enjoy but a life to love and and serve and i think of um i think i think the guy's name is shane claiborne and he is a he's a a christian theologian in our current times of sorts and uh he always says you know sometimes christians become so heavenly minded they're of no earthly good Mm -hmm. and um i think there's a lot of truth to that i i I hear it a lot lately it seems like with like climate change and stuff people are like well you know what it doesn't really matter if we destroy the planet now Mm -hmm. because god will redeem it later god will redeem it later or this isn't my my final home Mm -hmm. even though a lot of scripture talks about like a new a new earth that will be formed whatever that means but that it has something that's connected to to real creation you know it isn't quite God's good creation that's good creation intention yeah, for what it would be. And it's like 120 degrees in India right now. And it's yes. April or May. Yeah. Yeah. There's literally fire. Like they're they're um yeah, they're like trash heaps are just catching on fire. They're just Oof. spontaneously combusting because it's so hot. Um and I think of you know, like our drought here and the weird weather we've had. And even if you can't it doesn't need to be dependent on like these localized things. I mean, mm-hmm. pretty much every scientist says, you know, this. <laughs> this is bad. Mm-hmm. We need to change ourselves now. And I just think it's disrespectful of God's creation and our call as Christians to be like, oh, that doesn't bother yeah. me. Mm-hmm. I'll be gone by the no time. Biggie. Yeah. yeah. What about the generations to come? And mm-hmm. um, so anyways, that, that idea, that's my, my pet peeve for the day, eternal life. <laughs> it, it is involved now. Right. It, it, when we think of God being eternal, this is how I've explained it too, that it stretches as far forward as you can possibly imagine. And then some, and as far back. Yeah. Like when we say God is eternal, we mean there wasn't ever like a time when God wasn't God was in the beginning, God was creating because God already was. So, yeah, I mean, if exactly. we start to stretch our idea of eternal life into those kinds of terms, well, the, we don't have to get into like, you know, the pre-existence of souls and all of that, but, um, but it's a much 
bigger framework than we yeah. can imagine. Well, in you know, Revelation on the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, um, mm. who is, who was, and who is to come. Or, yeah. Um, I, I like that. I think that's that's a way cooler way to think about God's power and, and reach rather than just like, well, God will take care of me when I die. Oh, yeah. Yes. And also, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> there's a lot more to that. I feel like I could probably talk about Marvel and, and comic books and things and <laughs> movies and that, but I'm going to refrain yeah. from, from maybe, maybe Sunday, Sunday, maybe Sunday yes. sermon. I got to do something, but um, leave it in. Yeah. So, so thinking about kind of that kind of idea of life is interesting. Um, we have a very real story of life and death in our, um, our yes, first reading today. And that comes from Acts. So maybe life and death and life again. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Which <laughs> much life. It's a whole other can of worms, but let's let's hear that story. Well, let's read. It's uh, Acts chapter 9, verses 36 through 43. Now in Joppa, there was a disciple whose name was Tabitha, which in Greek is Dorcas. She was devoted to good works and acts of charity. At that time, she became ill and died. When they had washed her, they laid her in a room upstairs. Since Lydda was near Joppa, the disciples who heard that Peter was there sent two men to him with the request, please come to us without delay. So Peter got up and went with them. And when he arrived, they took him to the room upstairs. All the windows, all the widows, not the windows, <laughs> all the windows were open. No, <laughs> all the widows stood beside him, weeping and showing tunics and other clothing that Dorcas had made while she was with them. Peter put all of them outside, and then he knelt down and prayed. He turned to the body and said, Tabitha, get up. Then she opened her eyes, and seeing Peter, she sat up. He gave her his hand and helped her up. Then calling the saints and widows, he showed her to be alive. This became known throughout Joppa, and many believed in the Lord. Meanwhile, he stayed in Joppa for some time with a certain, tan a certain Simon, a tanner, <laughs> the word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be to, to God. God. Oh, that certain Simon. Gets what me. a random fact. <laughs> Simon says. <laughs> a tanner. Simon says, yes. Um, that's quite a miracle we got here. Yes, it is. At the hands of Peter. And Peter's own mother-in-law was in a similar situation at one point. Remember, yes. she had died yeah. and uh, was raised back to life. And what I remember most about that story is that after she's brought back to life is like, and immediately she got up to serve them. Yeah. <laughs> like she started, started in with the hospitality. Yes. Here we don't quite have that, but um, right. it, it is kind of funny that, you know, Tabitha, he says, Tabitha, get up. Mm -hmm. Then she opened her eyes and seeing that it was Peter, she sat up. It's like, mm -hmm. well, if it hadn't been Peter, would she have like been like closed her eyes? And went, I'm going back to sleep. Right. <laughs> Not worth it. But because it was Peter, um, you know, somebody was sharing in a tech study that that Tabitha get up uh, sounds very similar to the, the words that Jesus use, uses. I don't remember what gospel it was in. One of the gospels where he says, Talitha kum. Talitha kum, which is Arabic, I think, for get up to, is it Jarius's daughter that has mm, died? Yeah, yeah. Is it that and, story? Yeah, it means little girl get up. And it's, yeah, sounds very similar. <laughs> So I guess there's some maybe some connection with that in the original Greek and Arabic and stuff. Yeah, people would have heard echoes of Jesus' words now coming through Peter. Yeah. 
Um, oh. I thought it was funny that Melissa chuckled when you said Dorcas. Dorcas. <laughs> Somebody had to. Somebody. <laughs> but isn't it sad that we finally have a named woman and then her Greek name is Dorcas? Like, come it on. It is unfortunate. That's rude. Super unfortunate. Um, <laughs> she probably did not go by that. <laughs> I would hope not. But she went maybe. by Tabby. Yeah. Tabby. Yeah. That's better. What's more important about her is that she was devoted to good works and acts yeah. of charity. Yeah, she I, sounds like an amazing woman. Yeah. Um, As we especially think about, you know, it doesn't say that she was an older woman, but I think of the, the women in our congregation who have reached like retirement age and now have time to, mm-hmm. to share and do all this great good works and acts of charity um, in our church and, and beyond. And um, someone was pointing out earlier that there used to be or there maybe still are like quilting circles that are called the Dorcas circle, mm-hmm. which you would just like. I know. Everything. I just, I'm too young. <laughs> too young Can't help it. Um, but, but she has like this legacy, yeah. which is very, it's a very cool thing for mm-hmm. uh, a disciple thousands of years ago to still be remembered for good works and acts of charity. Like she made quite an impact. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, you know, I just had a funeral yesterday. And so, you know, we always put out items on the table. Mm-hmm. either belong to that that particular person that died or pictures or something and that's kind of what um the widows do they they show they were showing peter the tunics and the other clothing that dorcas had made while she was with them um you know kind of say look at all this cool stuff that yeah. she did while she was alive and um yeah you know the one I, one thing i don't particularly like about this story that, that i maybe don't like oh great another pet peeve from Ella. another pet peeve i gotta have one for each one okay right um uh, <laughs> uh is the idea that like you know people came to believe because of this miracle mm-hmm. um and it's not that that's bad i mean I'm, i mean miracles are great but um for those of us that seem often may, or maybe feel like we're removed from mm-hmm. miracles uh you know it's not that we hear about you know peter raising someone from the dead in in the next town over in bismarck and then we're like oh well then i'm going to believe in jesus Mm -hmm. you know it's like well our faith is a a bit more in suspense i guess to bring it back to um to the gospel like the gospel reading last week you know that all of these things were written so that you may come to believe um you know faith for me anyways, has is, is been far less filled with miracles than it has with kind of like those little moments of the spirits nudging and moving. And sometimes they're bigger than others, but rare, I've never seen anybody come back to life like this. Although we've had some, you know, stories of folks in the hospital and, you know, through modern medicine and things, miracles have happened. And um, so it's not to disregard them, yeah. but to like require them for faith seems unrealistic mm-hmm. but okay that's my pet peeve Melissa, <laughs> what's your pet peeve <laughs> yeah everyone, come up with, or other or other thoughts that you have. Have. <laughs> um mm-hmm. yeah there's a i mean just the whole um idea of the importance of of community that she was part of and i I think the early church is portrayed a little bit idealistically perhaps in the book of acts but but something to aspire to that, you know, they, they were a tight knit community. And so, I mean, to have all the, the widows, windows, widows, um, <laughs> kind of gathering around here. I mean, it's not like she had just passed, like yeah. she was dead and then they did all of their rituals. rituals yeah. and they washed the body and prepared her and laid her out. And, um, 
that's just such the beautiful work of, of community caring for someone in her death. And I don't know, it's a very, it's a very intimate service. I mean, we talked about, talked about that at Easter, yeah. I think too, but. It's very communal yeah. for sure. I mean, even the, um, you know, they sent people to go get Peter and he comes. He was very responsive. Yeah. He responds. just like popped up. All right. Yeah. He, went he went with them. You know, and um, he he went there and was sat with those people in their grief and listened to the stories and at some point put them outside and, you know, did his yeah. prayer and uh, the miracle happened. And, um, and then he stayed with Simon a Tanner, which <laughs> it's like a cliffhanger. Like, well, what, yeah. why? Well, who's Simon? More I, suspense. Um, <laughs> but it was very communal. I mean, it's, it's not like any one of these people are doing things on their own. It's, yeah. it's yeah. in the context of other humans mm-hmm. of a community and so i think that that's something that translates for us today i mean you know we we grow in faith yeah sometimes from mountaintop experiences of course mm-hmm. you know being off on our own can be very healing and and beautiful but at the same time you kind of need a, a community to come back to to tell about yeah, right. <laughs> to share with to show the pictures of the mountain or to mm-hmm. talk about or process or whatever mm-hmm. and so um yeah. Well, um, any any closing thoughts on Dorcas or on um, Jesus and eternal life or anything? Let me just say one more thing as we're talking about community. And that is that like Peter gets put on a pedestal, like literally, literally, yeah, um, or on a throne or or whatever. But Peter is just another member of the community and God is working through him in a very particular way. But I don't know that we need to honor Peter as a human being more than these widows who gathered around that we all have a role in this community. And if we play that role faithfully, we're each as important as the next. So that's true. Cause the widows were there probably with her while she was sick. Yeah. Yeah. And then feeding her during and after and um, did the hard work of being present. That's a good point. Peter's like the celebrity though. He's a celebrity. Yeah. He comes in and, but um, (laughs) yeah, we all have our place, I guess, but um, yeah. Okay. Well, this is a lot of stuff. I look forward to seeing what we, what I come up with. I was going to say, who's coming up with some? Yeah. I guess that's me. It's just you and the Holy Spirit sitting well, on your computer. Thank you for being community and sharing yes. ideas with me. I'll steal some. So, um, well, anyways, well, thank you everyone for joining us for today for our wandering in the word for May 8th, 2022. Um, for Pastor Brandy, Melissa, and myself, we're glad you could be here with us and we'll talk to you again next week. Take care. Bye. Bye. Bye.